How's it going? It's Friday. We made it. Doesn't sound like it though, does it? Friday, March 20th, 2020. This is episode 371. I'm your host, Patrick, and this is We Live on a Planet. It's kind of a dark cloud looming over the world right now. I'm going to try to cheer us up, be a little bit of the light if I can. It's 52 degrees currently here in upstate New York. Bomby, 52. We'll take it. Feels like 46. Highs are going to be about 62 degrees Fahrenheit today. Winds right now are currently out of the south, 13 miles per hour. I'd love to be able to fly my drone. And I just looked at the drone forecast because I have an app for that. And it looks like I'm going to have too high of winds up at 200 miles per hour, or 200 feet. The winds are going to be like 58 miles per hour. So a little high for the drone. We started off a little bit with a coffin and stuff and I started off this morning a little nervous before I came out to talk to you. I don't don't know where that stems from. I have 371 episodes now out, and while this one isn't technically out yet, well, yeah, it is out. You're listening to it, so it's out. But I felt a little nervous, and um, that happens to me sometimes. I'll get into my head, and I'll uh, I'll start thinking about the audience of We Live on a Planet. And if I start thinking about everybody listening, I get nervous. So if I think that I'm, if I, if I pretend that I'm just talking to you, it makes it a lot easier because it's just you and I anyways. And that now I feel a lot more at ease because it's just the two of us and we can talk and uh, go from there. And then I don't feel so nervous. I don't know where that stems from. Probably because... Quite a few people do turn and tune into We Live on a Planet, and it can uh, be overwhelming because I, I just want to make it fun to listen to. I want to be engaging. I don't want to be boring. And also, I'm very, uh, I talk a lot about my personal journey, and so that's hard too because I'm really pulling back the layers of the onion for you, and a lot of people. Most people live in this um, social media world where everything is just so perfectly tied up in a bow, and that's not the way it is. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to be a little bit of light in this dark cloud that's over the world and start off with our quote and all that kind of stuff, and we'll dive into other things when we, uh, when we come back. Stick around. my friends. Here's our quote. This is from Thomas Fuller. Thomas Fuller's old school. He died like in 1661 or something like that. He said, health is not valued till sickness comes. And boy, has it came, huh? I hope it hasn't affected you or any of your loved ones or your family members. And I'm fearful that it will because it affected mine, not yours, but mine at least, or one of ours. One out of three, it sounds like, are going to be affected. And it's, you know, everything aside, no politics, no nothing, because here on We Live on a Planet, I don't talk religion, and I don't talk politics. So everything aside, it doesn't matter how we got here, we're here. And unfortunately, a lot of things are going to be changing, and I feel like we need to come back to the way we were 
if you can remember the way it was right after 9-11. And 9-11 was a scary time, and right now it's a scary time too. It's okay to admit that it's a scary time because, you know, I myself took this lightly at first. It's in other countries, and I'm like, uh, well, and then you're hearing mixed messages. It's just the flu, or it's just not as dangerous as the flu. And like I said, it doesn't matter how we get here or how we got here. Fact of the matter is we're here now. And so now we have to do our best as citizens, as thoughtful, caring citizens, be mindful and practice that social distancing from the coronavirus. I mean, and take take what you need for toilet paper. Don't take too much. It's That kind of stuff's ridiculous. I think I've kind of, I've broken it down. The other day, I was at Walmart to pick up prescriptions. And other than that, I avoid Walmart now. I just don't go to that store. I tend, I just want to do all my shopping at local places. And yes, it's more money at local places, but I'm, I'm willing to do that because here at our local Walmart, they treat you like a criminal when you leave the store. They check in your receipts. They're doing all this stuff and they claim it because it's a high theft store and I don't want to have that feeling. I don't like that obtrusiveness. I didn't steal anything. Unless you think I stole something, don't stop me. You're infringing on my rights as a human or my rights as an American citizen. And that's not a law. That's a Walmart policy. So if you have your your uh, receipt in your hand, you don't have to stop. Keep walking. That's what I do. They try to stop me. I just show them my receipt. I'm going to get off that uh, soapbox because that's not what we're talking about. But I was at Walmart getting prescriptions and I see some people walking by me and their carts are just stock full of toilet paper. And if, if you're like me and like everybody here in America right now, you can't find it. The star, the shelves here in, in New York in granted, I'm in upstate New York and it's affecting New York city more than upstate New York, but we're feeling the effects now. And I couldn't believe, so I, I, I made my way over to where the toilet paper as quick as I was as possible. And it's all gone. All gone that quick. I couldn't believe how much everybody had taken. And I'm like, ah. And just as I was frustratingly getting ready to leave, I see a line forming. And they were bringing out from out back a whole pallet full. And you would have thought they were bringing brains for zombies, the way people were reacting. But the line stayed orderly. And uh, they were handing out two packages per customer. And that's the way it should be. You know, you shouldn't be able to get any more than what you need right now. And I, I, I don't know. It's it's just, it's a mess. And those type of things, we need to step back, evaluate what we really need. Because there's not a food shortage right now. There's no shortage. It's just that we're buying or getting it so quick that they can't stock it and they can't get it into the stores in time. Because the truckers, my buddy's a trucker the other day. He's telling me, you know, he's like, you're not going to believe what I'm, uh, what I'm hauling right now. 8,000 pounds of hand sanitizer, and I can't have a drop of it. He's like, I can't find hand sanitizer on the shelves. I myself can't get it, but I'm hauling 8,000 pounds of it. And, uh, But we need to get back to where we were right after 9-11 of that unity with one another, that brotherhood that we felt, that camaraderie, you know, and that we're all in this together because we are and we've been divided for so long and it's been coming it's been coming this divide and this is just another another catalyst that's really 
making you feel depressed and ugh in this world. And, you know, don't stop dreaming just because you had a nightmare. Because <laughs> this is a nightmare right now, but it doesn't mean we have to stop dreaming. There's a lot of big things that we can still accomplish and do in our life. And we can help our neighbors. We can help our our older family members. This morning when my wife gets home from work, um, she picked up. She's been busy. She's a nurse. She She can't not go to work. And so she's been busy and picking up extra time for her, her job. And when she gets home, I'm going to jet right over to Walmart, dreadingly, and see if they have some toilet paper products. And if they do, get the two that I'm allowed and bring and grab one pack and bring it out to my dad. My dad, because he's older. And yeah, they, they probably have it, but it's a lot easier for me to stand in line if there's a line than it is for them because I don't want them out standing in line and doing that. So... That's what I mean, doing the things that we can to help help each other and uh, just really, I don't know, try to come together. I mean, there's there's going to be some positive that comes out of this because there usually is. Out of terrible, terrible things, great things can come. There really, really usually happens that way. And I really feel that um, good things will come will come out of this. I think things will change though too. I think that we will become where we're not shaking hands. I think that we'll look back and say, oh, do you remember when we used to shake hands and people that have never shook hands will be like, ew, wait a minute. You used to shake hands with people? Ew. <laughs> I think that that will change. Oh, you know, I was going to tell you um, how I thought what what is going on with that whole toilet paper thing of why we're doing that and i think it probably breaks down to something simple and i'll tell you that when we come back stick around i'll be back welcome back i'm back Finally. oh i wasn't gone that long had to fuel up on some coffee all right so here's my little freudian or Carl Jung or whatever, my little head shrinking of what I think is going on with people and the panic buying. I think that what it is is primal fear is in full force because we are just animals in the long run. We're hunter-gatherers. That's what we were. That's what we still are. We haven't, on the timeline of the planet, we haven't been here a speck compared to the dinosaurs and so right now we're in that fight or flight you know we have not been evolved that long what ten thousand years maybe <laughs> a little bit more and uh i think that what's happening is certain people are going into the since we are in that fight or flight and they're just feeling it more they have to be i think that it's imagine if you're a hunter gatherer and you go and your field or where you always go get your your food, your 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 fruit. The trees are always there and the trees always have plentiful fruit and even on the ground you 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 usually don't even pick the fruit because you take the ones on the ground because you've learned. Now you go to those same trees the next day and not only is the fruit on the no, the fruit on the ground is gone. So now all of a sudden you, you, you feel a little panicky and so maybe you, you start picking the tree. Then the next day you go to that tree and now there's no fruit on the ground and the tree is almost completely bare. 
So now you're going to pick even more fruit than you can even eat, and it's going to go bad. But you're going into this hunter-gatherer, fight-or-flight, I need it, oh no. And uh, I've seen videos of chimpanzees grabbing as much treats as they can, putting them on their feet, putting them under their arms, in enclosures. And they're doing this in captivity. They do it even when they're not in captivity. Well, they don't do it as, as, as much as in captivity because in captivity, a lot of different um, behaviors come into play. That's a whole nother podcast about behaviors of animals in captivity. But I think that we are, since we are just animals, I think that's what's happening. I really do. I, I think that people are just getting into that primal state and some are handling it a little bit betters, better than others. Hmm. Let me get off this soapbox too. <laughs> so I just recently heard from a, a high school friend, my friend Karen. And she was one of those friends that took pictures all the time in high school. And she wrote down everything, which was awesome. She was a statistician for uh, baseball and stuff and so she would write down everything in high school and she took so many pictures and I was talking to her the other day and she said that in her storage locker, she has just got pictures abundant and she shared one of those nuggets with me. It's over on my Instagram. If you follow my Instagram or if you don't, it is Merrick, M-E-R-R-I-C 370 and you can see a gem when I was about 16 years old doing the air quote flex. You couldn't see me do the air quotes, but I was doing weird. I was just a kid. I remember uh, WWF, we called it back then, and it wasn't. WWE was real big, and so I was trying to get my guns going, looking like Hulk Hogan, and <laughs> my whole body is about the size of Hulk Hogan's uh, pythons. I can't even remember how big those are, but he used to always be like, these 23-inch pythons, brother. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait to see those pictures, even more pictures. She also told me that in those golden nuggets that she found or that she knows she has, she has video. And to have videotape back in 1988, 87, 88, and 89 and stuff, not a lot of people had a video camera. And I don't even remember her having one. So I can't even imagine what those will be like to see some old video of when I was... 16, 15, that would blow me away. Shortly after, I had a, a, a mullet that Billy Ray Cyrus would have been jealous of. I rocked a mullet that was so big. But in high school, I went to a small little private Catholic school here in Oswego because I was going to, I've told the story, I was going to probably drop out of Mexico. I was getting in trouble a lot in my hometown of Mexico. New Haven's really my hometown, but but that's another story for another. I've already told that story on podcast. Who knows what episode that was? But uh, yeah, I um, whew, I just completely lost train of thought. Doesn't mean oh yeah, just the pictures. I can't wait to see those little nuggets of what what she might have in the video and my mullet. That's right. In high school, where I went, that little school, you had to have there was you couldn't wear sneakers, you couldn't wear jeans, and you, you your shirt had to have a collar. There was no uniform; we didn't have uniforms, but you had to at least dress up some. And your hair couldn't be below your collar. And my senior year, I broke that rule big time. But I think 
the school was becoming lax. My the the principal she really liked me, and I think she just kind of let me last. She knows I was going to be leaving shortly, you know, graduating, and right after that, when I hit college, the main came in, and it just was like the most glorious mullet. <laughs> Mullets are coming back. I can't believe it. I was at my local barber's which is a great barber, and I feel really bad because of this coronavirus. They're shut down. But, yeah, they were telling me that the the mullet is coming back. My wife just looked at me, and she's like, you're not. When I came home and told her about it, she's like, you're not going to get a mullet again. I was like, no, no. I can't imagine what that would be like, but I still have hair. At least I, I'm fortunate about that. I still got it. All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll dive in it. We'll go over to... Uh, the fact site, and then the history channel to see what happened this day of history. Maybe we'll even do word of the day. I always forget to do that, but for my foreign listeners who English is not their first language, we'll, maybe we should do that too. I forget about that. Stick around. We'll be right back. Conundrum, huh? Don't you? Little riddles. Either way. Yes, we are. Let's try to learn something. I am curious. I hope you are too. That's maybe one of the reasons why you come on over to We Live on a Planet because you like learning little things. And we are going to learn. We're going to know something. What do you want to know? Let's see what we can learn. Let's open up the fact site. And, oh, you know what? Instead of the fact site, because I don't know what we're going to talk about on the fact site. <laughs> I have no idea. I forgot to check. I forgot to do my homework. Oh, no. Teacher, teacher, please don't. Oh, snikies. All right. And the last day of history was on March 16th. So I have to pull up uh, March 20th. And I was, I was not prepared this morning. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Do I get detention? Man, I used to get detention a lot in that school that I was telling you about at uh, Bishop Cunningham. There was a priest there, and uh, he he taught a class. His home, his class was 202 was the room number. And if you got detention, you had to stay after. School got out at 2 o'clock, and you get out at 2, he'd see it 204. And he'd be like, I'll see you in 202 at 204. And I would get that. I would hear that all the time. Like, Even though I, I was getting in trouble in Mexico all the time, as soon as I went to Bishop Cunningham, doesn't all of a sudden mean my I got a, a halo grew. I still was a class clown. Still got in trouble a lot. I questioned everything. Religion was very new to me. So I questioned everything. And the kids I went to school with, that's all they knew. So they didn't question it. They're like, you don't question nuns or priests. And I'm like, why not? <laughs> okay, here we go. On this day, March 20th, LBJ sends federal troops to Alabama to protect, to por- protect a civil rights march. Holy cow, how come I cannot spit out a word like protect? 1965, on this day, President Lyndon B. Johnson notifies Alabama's Governor George Wallace that he will use federal authority to call up the Alabama National Guard in order to 
supervise a planned civil rights march from Selma to Montgomery, that famous Selma march. Then uh, just two, two days after Bloody Sunday, where uh, by Martin Luther King, head of the Southern Christian Leader Conference, King turned the marchers around, however, rather than carry out the march without federal judicial approval. Sunday, bloody Sunday, that song. Yeah, YouTube. They just had a, uh, Bono has a new song out for the coronavirus, I saw. 1995. And, you know, YouTube is one of those bands and Bono and stuff. Either you love that band or you absolutely hate them. I grew up in, you know, the 70s, 80s. The 80s, I remember listening to YouTube a lot. They're a band I can take them or leave them. I don't have any feelings either way. I guess I listen to them still. I'm like that with 99% of things in my life anyways. Music, food, people. Yeah, if the food has to be really bad for me not to like it. The music has to be really bad for me not to like it. And the person has to be a real asshole for me not to like them. I usually try to see the best. 1995, Tokyo subways are attacked with sarin gas. Do you remember that? Injuring over 5,000 people. Sarin gas. That stuff, that's like the stuff the Nazis used. All right. 1854. 1854, the Republican Party is founded in Ripon, Wisconsin. It's former members of the Whig Party meet to establish a new party to oppose the spread of slavery into the Western Territories. The Whig Party, which was formed in 1834 to oppose the tyranny of President Andrew Jackson. Yeah, Andrew Jackson was a jerk. Uh, 1413, Henry the V ascends upon father's death after King Henry the Fourth. Yeah, do you know how to read Roman numerals? I kind of do. I remember, I think that's probably from going to Bishop Cunningham. I knew I, a little bit of Latin, a little bit of Roman numerals have to because of taking religion class religion class at school was just like taking history like we're talking right now 1852 uncle tom's cabin is published harriet beecher stowe's anti-slavery novel uncle tom's cabin cabin that's very famous famous book the novel sold over three hundred thousand copies within three months that's a lot 1852 for three hundred thousand wow here is one Health is not valued till sickness comes. Thomas Fuller said that. Remember, that's how we started the show out with our quote. Well, on this day in 1345, the Black Death is created, allegedly. And I think we need to open that one up because I think with the times that we're living in right now, the Black Death, oh, the plague. According to scholars at the University of Paris, the Black Death is created on March 20th, 1345 from what they call a triple conjunction of Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars in the 40th degree of Aquarius, occurring on the 20th of March, 1345. The Black Death, also known as the Plague, swept across Europe, the Middle East, and Asia during the 14th century, leaving an estimated, you ready, 25 million dead in its wake. 25. Wow. Despite what these 14th century scholars claim, the most common ailment known as Black Death is caused by a Uristin Pastin bacterium. The plague was carried by fleas that usually traveled on rats, but jumped off the other mammals when the rats died. 
Wow. Yeah, that wiped out a lot of people. Hence the fear of like rats and other things that people have. Because I've told you before on the podcast, one of the podcasts, we're born with only two fears. The fear of loud noises and the fear of heights, large or tall heights. Those are that's those are instinctive we're born with. The fear of noise, loud noise, that's going to protect you. Remember I said we're just hunter-gatherers, we're just animals, so you need to be alert. And then also you don't want to fall and injure yourself because you injure yourself, you're going to die. Yeah. Okay, what do we got? 1861, Willie and Tad Lincoln, President Lincoln's sons, get the measles. And I think that's about it for the History Channels. I encourage you to go over to History Channel website history.com learn a little bit more about what we talked about today and if there's maybe one that you would like to open up and read more about do that too i encourage you to get a wrinkle on that gray matter we'll be right back welcome back thank you before we head on over to the facts i i almost forgot to tell you how awesome my 50th birthday was how could I have forgot that? I, Because I, like I said, this I started off this morning a little nervous. Now I'm not because it's just you and I. But my birthday was awesome. My 50th birthday. My wife surprised me uh, to with a trip to Gettysburg. And I'm so excited. We're going in July. We're staying at a really groovy Airbnb, a whole house out in the middle of the country with a pond and some trails. I'm so excited. My dad and his wife stopped over and my daughter's. Stopped over and my wife, my wife got me a Carvel's ice cream cake. And if you're from upstate New York or around this region, you know what a Carvel's ice cream cake is. They're delicious. Sounds just what it is. It's a ice cream cake, but no cake, no like cake batter in it. It's just ice cream, uh, chocolate ice cream, vanilla ice cream. And in the center, like this cookie crumb goodness and that's my favorite part I, I could just eat a bowl of that cookie crumb stuff but I'm really excited because I love history and I love learning about the Civil War when I um, did all the historical interpreting at the fort for those years I just became bit with it because the inter the interpretal interpretational time at the fort is three years after the Civil War it's a group of guys that were um, injured in the Civil War and weren't able to go back to their job, but they still knew how to soldier and everything. And so they garrisoned these fort. There was 13 of these units. One of them was in Sackett's Harbor and the other one at Fort Ontario. There was only 55 guys at the time in 1868, uh, 69 there at the fort. And that's the time that we portray. So they're still wearing Civil War uniforms because they had a huge surplus because so many people fought in the Civil War. And the military had a bunch of surplus and stuff like that. So we're going to go to Gettysburg. Now, I don't know if this coronavirus is going to put a dark cloud on it because it could. Because this trip is in July, but as the way it looks right now, we're still in the throes. They're telling us to buckle down with this and... Remember, just keep the main thing, social distancing. And I know that's hard, but that'll become second nature to us all. And uh, we're at the fact site, and this is what they say about it. Now, this is out, but it was 
it could be a little outdated and there's only five things that is basically saying it's probably everything we know right now about the coronavirus that I want to talk about. But I guess since we already started out with talking about it and it's on the facts site when I first open it up these days, you can't escape news about the coronavirus. That's true. You know, it's on the front cover of every paper, the headline news, everywhere broadcast all over Facebook. People are losing their minds, rightfully so, because we're hearing so many different things and there's a lot of misconceptions. But did you know that out of all the closed cases, 94% of them have resolved in full recovery? So that's good to know, even though it's all dark and everything, as long as you're healthy and everything, you're, you're probably going to get you recover from it. Or did you know that the active cases over 90% of the patients are only in a mild, non-threatening condition right now? It's just those rare couple. Um, one of the facts is it originally came from bats, they're thinking. Bats. And you probably knew that, but yeah. Um, it's related to MERS and SARS. It's the same type of strain that um, is transferred to humans. MERS. Those two deaths, over 1,500 people between them, uh, they caused deaths of over 1,500 people since 2002, MERS and uh, SARS. I remember when SARS came out and it was like that cough. If you had the cough, everybody kind of got away from you. And now we're going to be doing that with the coronavirus. Now, this one, they're finding little studies about this. This isn't as true, but they're saying kids aren't affected by coronas as much as adults. They're finding, see, that's what I mean. This is a little outdated. Some of the new facts is there's some healthy kids that are getting it too. Uh, coronavirus has really reached the pandemic stage, which we know on March 11th, 2020, the WHO, which is the, the World Health Organization, confirmed the spread of corona was now at a pandemic stage. And the virus right now is not airborne. You know, so that's, it's just, that's the reason why they're saying social distancing, because that's one of the ways it's spread. Hopefully it doesn't become, you know, airborne. So, okay. Symptoms, runny nose, cough, sore throat, high temperature. And virus enters through the nose and the mouth, then finds a, a host cell in the respiratory system. So that's why they're saying, like, don't touch your face, because if you touch it, uh, the virus and then touch your face and then the host cell bursts and affects other cells nearby so it's a respiratory thing that's what i don't understand either why since it's a respiratory thing everybody went out and panic bought toilet paper if this was a sinus thing or no excuse me if this was a diarrhea thing would everybody go out and buy nasal spray <laughs> uh yeah don't even clap at that that's not funny <laughs> I was trying to be, that's my dad joke. All right. Um, stick around. Let's open the phone line. It looks like uh, my producer, Tom, do we, we do? Groovy. All right. Hey, you can reach me too. Yeah, the bomb has been planted. You can reach me too. I'll tell you how later in the show. Stick around. Patrick, what's up? It's Mylar. Hope you are having an awesome birthday week. I celebrate my birthday all week, as I probably mentioned before. Happy 50th, buddy. Happy 50 freaking birthday. Oh my God. Holy crap. You're 50 and you're still as young as ever. And you're just, you've got an awesome podcast and you play video games and you've got a ton of hobbies and you've got 
a worldwide audience who adores you. So I say you're kicking ass and taking names at 50, buddy. Uh, I'm taking a lovely stroll first thing in the morning here in uh, freezing cold Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, and uh, yeah, I plan on having a very relaxing day. I hope you're having a relaxing day too, or a day filled with bursting with fun, whichever you choose. All right, buddy, uh, keep on keeping on and keep on pumping out the good episodes. Talk soon. Bye. It's like, sounds like you're in the 80s when you play that. Yeah, call me. Call me just like Radio Mylar just did. That would be great. You can reach out and call me. If you're using the Anchor app, you know how. If you're not, but you would love to talk to me or leave me a voice message, that's how you do it. Go to WLOAP.com. There's a little voice message button. You push that. Or if you got a pen paper, it's 315-326-326. 1882. You can give me a call and leave a voicemail. It will ring five times before the voice message picks up. Radio Myler, thank you. My birthday week, huh? Enjoying a birthday week. And uh, yeah, I do have a ton of hobbies and I still game it. And I am here kicking ass and taking names, aren't I? (laughs) Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. And it is crazy. That's what I said at the beginning of the show. I do have a worldwide audience and I'm so thankful for that. I really am. It blows me away a lot of times. And that's why I got ner- I get nervous sometimes because you're all out there listening exactly what I'm saying. And then I'm like, please don't screw up. Please don't say this or that. <laughs> uh, but uh, my, Ooh, you know what I did? I pulled the trigger on another fountain pen. Yeah. Remember how I told you I, I had a fountain pen obsession I love the way they write. Guess what they have? They have disposable fountain pens that you can use. (laughs) They do. They do. But I got a Wadsworth or Wordsworth, Wordsworth and black luxury wooden maple. It's all maple fountain pen. And I can't wait for it to come. I liked writing with a pen, that fountain pen. It makes writing so nice and, uh, we're, we're missing that writing down things. Studies show that you learn more, you remember more when you write down things. So, yeah. But, yeah, try to, um, okay, what was I going to else? Was I going to say? Thank you, Radio, Radio Mylar. I do appreciate it. You're calling in from Nova Scotia. It's chilly there always. I don't know how you guys do it. Everybody's like, how do you live in upstate New York? It's like, how do, how do, how do people live in... Nova Scotia, Halifax, it's cold there a lot of times. They're hardy in Canada and friendly. I love Canada. Canada's only about three hours north of me. All right. Well, this was fun. So try not to let that primal fear kick in when you're in that fight or flight. And be kind to one another. Show compassion to one another. Be like it was after 9-11, if you can remember that, if you're old enough. Unfortunately, to remember such a tragic time in our history. And uh, we need to come together. We need to unify. We need to help each other out the best we can. And also do our best to stay curious and not judgmental the best we can. Oh, what's that? You're right. I forgot the word of the day. I almost knocked off real quick and said, okay, I think that will finish this off. All right. What do we have? Oh, can I even say it? 
looks like an ad just pulled up. Of course it pulled up. <laughs> Don't stop dreaming just because you had a nightmare, Patrick. <laughs> Remember, you said it earlier. Okay. Um, can I have a sip of my coffee? Let's do this. I'm going to mute my mic real quick and see if it works. It's a test. Ah, it worked. You didn't hear me gulp my coffee. I have never used my mic, uh, the mute. I got a little mute on my microphone. It's awesome. All right. Apologia. Whoa, can you say that again? Apologia. Apologia. A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A. -A. a defense, especially of one's opinions, position, or actions. The word apology. Say that again. Apologia. The word apologia in Latin means giving a rational explanation for something, not saying that you're sorry for something. He gazed for a little while while into the fire, seeking the analyst for his emotions of his Apologia. <laughs> I'm so glad, so glad that it can tell me how to say it again, because even though I'm looking at it, apologia. That's the word of the day. We learned a little bit of Latin. <laughs> Look at us. Now, I really hate him, darling. Man, I love Tombstone. Go check out Tombstone. All right, do your best today to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can. Help one another out. Please don't panic by. Be careful. And um, we'll talk to you real soon. Peace, my friends.